Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we're here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as per usual, I count it a blessing and an honor to be here with you on episode number 97 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we have a general audience's post for you, and this is a special one that is a spinoff of something we've been talking about in our weekly Periscope Bible study class, and it has to do with procrastination. Yes. So go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, get your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend encourages you is coming to you with waiting for someone else to do it. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we're going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Let me first shout out my first time listeners as well as my longtime listeners. We thank God for all of you. And if you haven't already done so, please make our relationship permanent by subscribing wherever you're listening from, whether you're on the blendcouragesyou.com page, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play, or on SoundCloud. Go ahead and subscribe and you're an official part of our family. All right, so podcast content. This is actually one of my podcasts on the go where I am actually in transit and in speaking to the Lord, had a thought, And went ahead and recorded that. So the uh, content, the audio content is going to be different from what you're used to. Nonetheless, the message that the Lord gave and taught um, is going to bless you. I pray it does. And I am looking to get some comments from you around what the Lord says about procrastination and waiting for someone else to do something. Take a listen. Hey there, BCU family, Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here with another podcast on the go. So let me give you all a little bit of a background here. For those of you that have been following us on our weekly Thursday Bible study on Periscope, uh, in recent weeks, at the time of this recording, we've been talking about stewardship. And in particular, we've gotten down to time management and procrastination. And it's very interesting, as we uh, opened up the class, we were talking about the different reasons for procrastination, where, you know, you were just lazy, whether you were looking for some glory out of it. There were so many reasons. And one popped up, which I hadn't thought about, which was waiting for someone else to take care of it. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting reason. You know, I hadn't really thought about procrastination in that way. It's very true. And what I love about the Lord is that, you know, as you are teaching something and learning something, the Lord will give you illustrations um, of what we do in our own lives that don't measure up to what it is that he's asking us to do, and the Lord did just that. Um, he gave me a really good illustration, and I want to share that um, with you all. So about two, three weeks ago, um, we were in, in the New England area, we were in a pattern of overcast, cloudy, like rain-threatening days. Like the conditions were right for rain to fall, okay? And 
um, I, I, you know, we live in New England, so when it snows, I'm a little bit more concerned than when it rains. So if it's going to rain, it's going to rain. That's okay. I just didn't pay that much attention to the weather forecast because it wasn't going to be any, you know, storms or, you know, anything torrential, just rain. It was predicted. It was supposed to come. And for about a two-week period, I was looking for rain. The rain just, it, it never did come. I'm going to make a point here, I promise you. So, you know, after that two-week period or what have you, um, I happened to be coming home one day, and I, the Lord directed my attention to the plants that are on my porch. And BCU family, let me tell you something. My mom, my rosemary, my bed, there are a couple other plants were sad. Do you hear what I'm saying to you all? They were sad looking. The leaves on some of them were sort of drying up and, you know, you could see, <laughs> you know, the stems were looking a little dry and crackly like on the rosemary and the soil was all dry and I realized that plants are inanimate objects. I understand all of that. I felt badly for not taking care of the plants the way that I should. These things were dry and they were thirsty and dying, okay? So as I was going to remedy the situation and get these, these poor plants some water, the Lord brought to my attention that I didn't water the plant because I was waiting for someone else to do it. In this case, I was waiting for the Lord to open up the heavens to pour down this rain to take care of the plant. When in actuality, I had water. I had a container. I had everything that I needed to take care of the plant myself. And I just didn't do it. Rather, because I was expecting or waiting for someone else to do it, in this case I was waiting for the Lord to do it, I went on about my business. I paid no attention to the plant whatsoever. I walked by them for 14 days, pretty much, around 14 days, without paying them any attention. They were right at my feet, and I walked by them every day until the Lord brought them to my attention. So this can go a couple of different ways with the point that the Lord was making. Let me share this one with you, is that this is how things can sometimes go in our lives, amen, where God has assigned us as stewards. And as a reminder, a steward is someone that manages something, that takes care of something. So as, as stewards, God gives us assignments. He gives us tasks. He gives us things to do. He gives us gifts. He gives us talent. There are things that we are put here to do and that we need to do. And what can happen if we're not careful is that that that, that spirit or that habit of procrastination can come in, and it comes in a different form where we don't really want to do something, or we're too busy, or it's too menial, or it's going to take too much time, or we can't stop to do it, and I'll just let somebody else take care of it. Somebody else will notice it, and someone else will take care of it. And we have to guard our hearts, our minds, our spirits against that sort of thinking, BCU feeling, because that is not how God intends things to happen. When he calls our attention to something, if something is assigned to us, it is, <laughs> we, we need to take
take care of it right away with God's grace and without any hesitation. And, you know, for some some tasks, and I can think of some that the Lord has assigned me, there, there is some hesitation. So I, I, I need to quantify that. There is some, some hesitation where we really need to seek God to make sure that it is Him and that we're supposed to do what we're supposed to do. We can put the fleece out. We don't want to just not do anything. And in this case with me, I did nothing. And I know for me, with, with a lot of different things that I really don't want to do or if I'm not sure, I will do nothing. And that's not what God's command is, that we need to seek his faith. If we're holding off on what it is we're supposed to do, we should be earnestly seeking him and, and getting an answer. And I can tell you all that, that the Lord does not take years to answer something that he has assigned for us to do. He will let us know in no uncertain terms. Yes, I want you to do this. That's the awesome thing about God is that he's clear. He's clear about what it is that he wants us to do. Are we clear in hearing him, and are we ready to be obedient to what it is that he's saying? That's where we, as the people of God, need to pay close attention. So I just stopped by to share that with you all um, and, and how we really want to be sure that we're managing what God tells us to do because those tasks, gifts, talents, assignments that God has for us, the people that are attached to those gifts and assignments and tasks, the people are dying. The people are withering. The people, the situations are thirsty. And there are certain things, my God, that only God wants us to take care of. There are assignments that only we are supposed to do. And what we, my God, Jesus, I just felt that in my spirit that, that we're supposed to take care of. And we, BCU family, are held accountable for all of what God has put us in charge of. Whatever it is, whether we did it or not. We've got to account to God for that. You know, there's, there's a scripture that talks about the unjust steward and how he was fooling around with the account that he was given, this rich man's account, and that he was called into account at that very moment that he had to answer for what he did and, and taking care of that rich man's money. And for us, the currency that we have to give an account for are our gifts and our talents, and the people, and the assignments, and the tasks that God has given us. That's our currency. And can we stand before God with a clear conscience and mind, knowing that we did everything that God has told us to do? Or did we wait for sister so-and-so to do it? Or brother so-and-so to do it? Or... You know, mom can take care of that, or whoever it is. Did we wait? And what is the reason that we waited? Is there any reason that's going to be good enough for God to give us a path on why we didn't take care of it? Amen? And if you have those moments, and I've had them, so I'm not speaking from a place of um, condemnation, so I that's not what I'm here for. We've all had less than shining moments where we were supposed to take care of something and we put it off or, uh, again, assigned it to someone else. We delegated that thing. So 
So what we want to do, BCU family, is repent for the times that we didn't take care of what God said to do. And then with his grace and his help, we want to do better going forward. So that's number one. That's number one. And then as I get ready to wrap this part up, I just want to bring this into another spiritual context with um, a parable from the book of Matthew, chapter 25. And this is a very familiar passage of scripture for many of us where, where Jesus compares the kingdom of heaven is like ten virgins. All right? And these are bridesmaids, if you, if you know the story. And just quickly going back to the Jewish custom at the time, when two people were engaged or betrothed, if you will, they were betrothed or betrothed, however you want to pronounce that, what would happen was after all the business was conducted, the bridegroom would go away to prepare a place for his bride, okay? So he had to get make sure that the room and, and everything, whether he was building it onto his father's house at that time, um, you know, people still stayed with their parents and things like that. Whatever it is, wherever he was getting his place together, he had to go away and do that. And in the meantime, what the bride would do was prepare herself for the wedding. Okay, she would purify and beautify herself for the wedding, and she would have what she needed, candy. You know, her veil, the lamp, the oil would always be at the ready because the bride did not know what the bridegroom was going to come. Amen. And you often see the parallel, obviously, with us being the bride of Christ and him being the bridegroom. We don't know when he's going to come. We need to be ready. So along with the bride, of course, she had bridesmaids, and those were the ten virgins. Um, they were to be ready as well. So when the bridegroom, when he shouted out, everybody had to be ready, get ready, and go right on in to that marriage feast, if you will, for the wedding. So in this story, we've got five foolish virgins and five wives, okay? And um, they all slumbered and slept until time for the bridegroom. The bridegroom made the call. The bride rises up, obviously, and gets her things together, and so do the virgins, all ten of them. The scriptures say that ten of them began to trim their lamps. Now, you got to think about this in biblical context. There were no lights like we have here. They needed to be able to see where they were going and to be in that in the party, the wedding party, if you will. So as they began to trim their lamps, the five foolish virgins realized that they did not have any oil. Okay, you had to have oil in the lamp, all right? Battery for a flashlight. You gotta have oil in the lamp. You, your light bulb in the socket, you had to have that. So they needed to have oil. So the five foolish virgins said to the wise ones, you know, give us some of your oil, but we don't have enough. And the five wise virgins said, eh, 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 not so, because there's not gonna be enough for both of us. What you need to do is go on over to those that sell and go buy your oil there. So that's what the five foolish virgins did. So they went to go get their oil. Now they're all set. Now remember, this should have been taken care of way ahead of time. And it's not that they weren't trained or didn't know better. For whatever reason, the five foolish virgins put off. They procrastinated, all right, and put off what they were supposed to do. And I don't know whether it was purposeful or not. The scriptures don't say that, so I'm not here to add to the word. They expected, though that the five wise virgins would take care of them, waiting for someone else to 
take care of what they needed to do. So the parable goes on to say that once the five uh, foolish virgins got their oil, they go to where, you know, they find their, their way to the place where the wedding is supposed to be, the marriage is taking place, and they're knocking on the door. Let us in, us. And that voice from the other side of the door said, I don't know you. If you did not come in, when everybody else came in that was prepared and ready, that heated to the fact that they knew I was coming back, my God, and they were prepared and stayed prepared that entire time, and you're just not getting ready and knocking on the door, I don't know you. It's sobering, you family. It's sobering because we can miss out on going back with Jesus if we continue to put things off and wait for someone else to take care of it. So I submit to you, and, I, and again, I'm taking this medicine myself with, with God's grace, that we start to be mindful of what God has put us in charge of, stewardship-wise. Whatever it is, let's talk to the Lord about it. Uh, you know, where are the areas where we're waiting for someone else? And why is it that we're waiting for someone else? Do we feel like we're not qualified? Do we feel like it's too much work? Is it because we're lazy about it? Is it because, you know, we won't get recognition? Talk to the Lord and ask Him to reveal the reason why, why in certain areas you are waiting for someone else to do that. And then ask Him to help you to heal whatever it is, if it's brokenness, whatever it is, and to give you the mind to to continue to do what he tells you to do, when he says to do it, and how he says to do it. Because bottom line is, family, is that we don't want anything to impede us from our blessings here or missing out in eternity for that one thing that God has asked us to do and that we refuse to do it. And I'm going to say, I, I'll even say this to you all, and again, I'll say it for myself, it's usually not one thing, in this case, that we're leaving to other people to do. It's, it's typically a habit. And I know that habits are strong, all right? I also know that we got a God that's stronger than any habit that we have. And he can help us to overcome that. If it's that habit of, of you know, waiting for someone else to do it, he can help us to overcome that um, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Ask me how I know. We serve a God that is a bad habit breaker. He is absolutely uh, more than able to do that for us if we will allow him to do it and as we yield to him. So there's going to be the temptation to go in the other direction and to go back to the bad habit. If we yield that to Christ, yield, yield not to the, to the temptation, but if we yield that habit or the, that feeling to Christ and ask him to strengthen and help us, he will do just that. Just that. So, you family, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here. I pray that this was a blessing to you and that uh, there's something that you got out of this that is going to uh, help spur you on with God's grace to do what God says. We would love to hear all about it. So, there is a comment section on the BlessCourages.com site. Go on over there and type up the comments 
and let's continue our conversation. All right, so thank you all so much for listening. This is Glenn from BlendCouragesYouth.com signing off. Until the next time, Lord will, we're together. May our God bless you, keep you, make your face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the wall. <laughs>